Hi, I'm George Sanders, and I'm here to introduce Humanity Matters Most, the podcast where we sit with prominent researchers from the College of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences at the University of Houston. We want to get a behind-the-scenes look at their projects and how they explore the world around us. On this episode, we have Associate Dean and Oral Historian Dr. Todd Romero and Dr. Debbie Harwell, Editor at the Houston History Magazine. They'll be discussing how the Houston History Magazine came to be, the importance of oral history, and archiving the lived experiences of people. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Todd Romero. I'm an Associate Dean for Undergraduate Studies in the College of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences. I'm also a history faculty member and a faculty affiliate of the Center for Public History. I'm Debbie Harwell. I'm the editor of Houston History Magazine, which is published by the UH Center for Public History. And I'm also an instructional assistant professor in history and honors. Thanks, Debbie. I understand that Houston History Magazine is gearing up for a couple of important anniversaries, 20 years of the magazine and 10 years of the Welcome Wilson Houston History Collaborative. Can you say a little bit about how the magazine came to life? Sure, be happy to. Uh, Joe Pratt, who was a professor of history and business here at U of H, had the idea to put together a magazine about Houston and combine that with oral history and an archives to deposit those things. There had been an academic journal that was published by the Houston Public Library, and it was shutting down its operations. And so Joe thought, well, we could bring that to the university and put it out for a popular audience and that it would have a greater circulation. So he also got uh, cooperation from Marty Melosi, who was the director of the Center for Public History, and so that's where it took off. How long have you been at the magazine? I've been there 14 and a half years, and I would have never thought that when I came here to graduate school. Yeah, I think you started there right after I had come on campus as well. It feels like a, a, a long time now. It does. So how has the publication changed over time? time. Well, it started out looking like a magazine, which was the transition from the journal, but it still read very much like a journal. It was in black ink. The articles were very long, like you would expect from a book chapter, but it did add pictures. And so that was a trend that people liked. And over time, within about four years, I think, they began doing issues in full color, more pictures. And then at the reader's request, gradually, the articles got shorter. That, so that they could be read in one sitting. And then, of course, we added a website and that sort of thing, that expectations for modern publications. Well, thank you. Can you say a little bit about what some of your favorite topics are in the issues that you've been part of at Houston History Magazine? There are so many. It's... <laughs> It's really hard to narrow it down. Some of our like overall projects that we've done that I really enjoyed, which were with student interns, included the Resilient Houston Documenting Hurricane Harvey project, the one we did to document 45 years of Houston EMS, very important. And I enjoyed doing the immigration stories, like one we did on Guadalupe Quintanilla, I found particularly moving. Latino cartographies is another one that I particularly enjoyed, as well as the story on Camp Logan, uh, because in that one, we sort of uh, changed the historical narrative that people had thought for many years about who was responsible for that conflict. What makes Houston History Magazine different from other history publications? Well, I think really for us here in Houston, we're the only people who are doing this kind of history and publishing it in this way. Nobody else is doing that. And the other thing is that 
except for me, this is basically a student publication. Students write articles, they edit articles, they are involved like an editorial board in design recommendations and, you know, following through at each step from almost rough draft for some of them to uh, holding that magazine in their hands at the end and having a huge smile on their face about what they've accomplished. So how do students end up working on the magazine? Three different ways. Some of the people come from my class because I teach a Houston history class in which students are required to write for the magazine. I also teach a writing class. Some students come to us through the work study program. That's a great source of staffing for us because we don't have a budget for that. And then we also get volunteers, people who have seen the magazine or heard the mag- about the magazine. They maybe want to take my class but it doesn't fit their schedule. So a few different ways that they come to us. And one of the things that I think you and I share is a love of oral history. We're both oral historians and think a great deal of that discipline. Can you say a little bit about the role of oral history in in Houston History Magazine? Sure. First of all, I agree with you. I love oral histories. To me, it's so meaningful. So again, students in the Houston History class, as well as in my oral history class, have the opportunity to, to learn about doing those sorts of interviews. And it really gives them an opportunity to meet the history history makers. In oral history, we get to tell the stories of people or learn the stories of people who may not be renowned, but they play a really important part in the fabric of our local history. The students have the opportunity to actually make and create the historical record by conducting an oral history. And then that person is in the archive and their story is there for everybody to do research in the future. And so if our listeners wanted to find some of those oral histories that first were conducted by students, made their way in some cases into the magazine, where do they live now? How can they find them? They can find those in the audiovisual repository for the MD Anderson Library Special Collections. As I recall, there's some of those have been digitized, so you could do that from the comfort of your own home. That is correct. You certainly can. Couch work. <laughs> One other thing I want to mention is that then students do take those oral histories and use them to write articles. So they also live on in the magazine. And the, and the name of the project in the library is called the Houston History Project Oral History Project. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Great, great. So in addition to the things that we've talked about, there's a physical magazine, there is a website. What else does the Houston History Magazine do? Are there events that are organized around the magazine? Yes, we have a launch event when every new magazine comes out. And usually at those events, we have a panel discussion so that it's also a learning opportunity. And the panel will include students and authors, as well as maybe some other expert in the field, like a faculty member, and the people who we have written about so that you're bringing community and the university together in an opportunity to spread the word about that person's story or the group of stories that we've done in that issue. Are there upcoming issues, articles, or events that we should uh, tell the audience about? We do have some things that are coming down the pike. First of all, we have an exhibit for the history 
of Houston History Magazine that is going to be on display in the library. It will debut on September 27th, and it'll run through May of 2024. So anybody that wants to come and see the evolution of the Houston History Magazine, see the evolution of the Welcome Wilson Houston History Collaborative, they'll be able to do that there. Another project that we have worked on is the 100 Years of Stories documenting a century at the University of Houston. There will be an exhibit for that as well that CPH has done in collaboration with the library and with Houston Public Media and that will be available at the same time. Now for those events when you say library you mean the MD Anderson library on the UH main campus? Yes absolutely main campus and on the second floor of the library is where those exhibits will be located. Great thank you. Our next magazine will come out in December and it'll be the culmination of that 100 years of stories project and we have called it for the city. We're very excited about that to sort of bring a little bit of UH sports into the magazine, but it really is demonstrating how everything that the University of Houston has done, its alumni, its faculty, its administrators for the last almost 100 years has been for the city. So we're excited about that magazine. So we have another issue that will be coming in the future on sharing stories of 1977, which is another Center for Public History project that is dedicated to telling the stories from the National Women's Conference that was held here in Houston in 1977. And that project is being led by our colleagues in the history department, Nancy Beck Young and Leandra Zarno. Yeah, that's been a very award-winning project, as I recall. Multiple NEH grants. It definitely has, and has included students, graduate students, community members from really across the country. They've done an excellent job of putting that together. It's a reminder that our local history is often significant to the nation and the globe. Absolutely. Very good. I like that. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Harwell. Can you tell our listeners how they can subscribe to the Houston History Magazine? Sure. You can log on to the website at houstonhistorymagazine.org. So pretty easy to remember. And click on the tab that says Buy Magazines. And there you can not only subscribe, you can give a gift and you can also purchase a back issue if you're interested so please visit us there thank you so much thank you this episode is brought to you by the uh college of liberal arts and social sciences we would like to send a special thanks to the Center for Public History and the Center for Student Media. Our team is the producer, Loria Smith, sound engineer, producer and host, George Sanders, and graphic designer, Nikita Green. Our theme song was provided by Dizzy Gold. If you would like to know more about our podcast, you can find information at www.uh.edu forward slash class. 